think about the way that your customers are looking for the solution that your product solves. If you can think in the shoes of a customer, you're going to roll out world-class yeah. uh, marketing campaigns because it really is a point of differentiation and not many people can, can do that well. It doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. That's Sophie Pink, the Director of Marketing at Deputy APAC. Find out more tips and tricks about marketing from your small business on this episode of Forward Thinking. Hey everyone, I'm Darren Lake, the audio content manager here at Medigy. Welcome to Forward Thinking, a podcast by Medigy. In this series, we speak with inspirational business owners, brands, and marketing experts to learn from their experiences on the front line and uncover what it takes to build a world-class business. If you go on Sophie's LinkedIn, scroll down, you'll see a glowing recommendation from David Parsons that says, She's smart, works hard, is tenacious, and does it all with a smile. She's a pleasure to work with, and I'd hire her again given the opportunity. So you know Sophie is the real deal marketing expert. Over the last 20 years, she's worked in multiple marketing capacities at Morgan Stanley, Carlson Marketing, Commonwealth Bank, American Express, Zero, and more. In this episode, you'll learn Sophie's first exposure to marketing and how a family member influenced her, how she built business relationships and experience to overcome her lack of a university degree in marketing, the power of testimonials for your business, getting customer and or client feedback to inform your next steps, how to think from the perspectives of your customers to create an amazing product or service experience, and much more. Let's get into the convo with Sophie and Brendan Hill, our head of content at Medigy. Sophie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be good. You've got a long and successful career in marketing. You make so, me sound old. Uh, well, successful career in marketing with Zero, and now at Deputy. But let's let's wind back the clock. Can you tell me about your first exposure to marketing? Yeah, of course. My um, first exposure to marketing was probably through my sister. She's around six years older than me. And as I was leaving school, I was um, making a decision on what I should be doing. And like any younger sister, I followed in her footsteps. So that's how I first started to hear and learn about marketing. But I didn't go straight into it. It took me a few years to kind of get my foot in the door. Right. Um, What, What attracted you to marketing eventually? Eventually, it was um, it was actually the the leader that had hired me um, into the team. So I was working at AMIA, which is um, loyalty marketing, and I started out there um, in the HR department doing contract work. And in the HR department, you get a lot a lot of exposure for different um, areas of the business. And um, my leader there, Liesl Shaw, at the time. Um, she was amazing. So right. I wanted to go and work in her team and, and mm. she made that happen for me. So, I mean, that sort of goes to a point that I wanted to touch on further down, but we might as well get to it straight now. Building strong business relationships. Yeah. So I checked out your LinkedIn profile before yep. this and it says, you know, you're a massive advocate of building these strong relationships. I mean, how do new people starting off in business begin to build these relationships and why are they so important? 
Look, I'll, I'll speak from personal experience. Um, you would have noticed on my LinkedIn that I actually have no degree in marketing. And so for me, it was if I wanted to get into marketing, I um, I had to use my network. Right. And that is applicable in um, all areas of business, whether you're starting out a business and you need to build a community around you, or if you're trying to get a new job in um, the industry you're in or um, a new a new discipline that you want to enter into. You've got to have those strong business relationships and it takes time, but the most important thing about um, building a strong business relationship is building the trust. And what that does is help you in the future for um, your success. But if you come across sticky situations with that, with that in, within that relationship, then you've got that trust already built. And it means that, you know, you can have some really challenging conversations without tarnishing that relationship as well. Yeah. Are there any stories where the strength of your business relationships have really helped you? What's really important, well, especially from a marketing perspective and as as you're starting to um, develop new products and you want to take those products to market, it's having really strong relationships with your customers. And so customers that you know are advocates of your brand, um, building case studies with those businesses um, to get your message out there and show advocacy of, of what your vision is and, and where you want to take your product as well. And you can't build those case studies unless you've got those strong business relationships with your customers. So I think for whether you're in a, um, a large organisation, you're in a scaling business or you're in a small business, it's really important to have those strong business relationships with your customers because yeah. there's payback um, if you can deliver for them. Mm. And the thing you touched on, testimonials. So yeah. obviously in the early days, you have a new product. Those testimonials are so valuable. I know a lot of people that recommend even giving the product away for free at yep. the beginning to yeah. get testimonials. I mean, what, what yep. are some of the tips that you can give people listening at home on how to get these testimonials? Yeah, look... You've just got to reach out. It may you may be a really small, um, a really small business, and only have ten customers. But if you're talking to those customers every day, and you understand what their pain points are and the problems that you're trying to solve, um, and you can get them talking about your product, you need to get those testimonials up on your website. Uh, you need to get them recommending to friends. It's so powerful. It's really, yeah. really important. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've talked about product marketing. So it's an interesting definition for product marketing. Depending on who you talk to, I always hear a different definition. So what is your definition, Sophie, of product marketing? Absolutely. And this is um, very topical because I'm about five weeks into my new job at Deputy. And as part of my um, interview process with our CEO and co-founder of Deputy, Ashik, his biggest challenge to me in the interview was defining what product marketing is. Wow. And we probably went around in circles debating this for about 15 minutes. Wow. And I thought, I'm never going to get this job because <laughs> I can't articulate what product marketing is. But I think you ask any marketer who works in product marketing how to define product marketing, it's very challenging and it's yeah. different for every single business depending on how established they are. So... I did take the challenge away um, after speaking to a sheik and I think where I landed was product marketing is all around promoting the voice of the customer inside your company. So you're feeding mm. 
the voice of the customer back into your sales channels, to your product um, teams who are developing the product mm. and to your marketing teams as well who are out there um, talking to your customers. And then um, your job as a product marketer also is to promote the benefits of your business to your target audience. So it's really um, secular. Secu- What's the word I'm looking for? So it's really... Um, Cyclical? It is cyclical. Thank you. It is really cyclical um, in that you're taking the voice of the customer into the business and you're taking the business out to the customer. So gathering this customer feedback, obviously important to have that continuous loop of customer feedback and iterating on the product and something that a lot of businesses, you know, either A, don't have time to do or B, they don't know where to start or how to do it. Is it as simple as picking up the phone to some of your prospects or current customers? I mean, how do you recommend going about getting this customer feedback and then using those learnings in yeah. your next iteration? Look, it's, it is it is as easy as picking up the phone or um, we actually have just started a new initiative at Deputy where um, it's called Dating a Deputy. Okay. And um, for three hours yesterday we paved the um, pounded the pavements of... Um, down around Barangaroo where we right. knew we had a bunch of deputy um, customers okay. and we just walked into the into the cafes and shops and said, hey, we know you're a deputy customer. Can you give us some feedback on how the product is? Wow. And um, they love it. And we, wow. you know, for five minutes of their time, we gave them um, a little swag bag of um, goodies with our deputy branding on it. Oh, awesome. And, you know, people are really receptive to that, especially if they... Um, if they're using your product and and they love it as well, it's oh, amazing tactic. Yeah, and then all we all we do is bring that back into the business. We've got a Slack channel um, mm. where we put all of our customer feedback. Right, and like to be honest, as a business scales, it becomes more and more difficult mm. to grab all the um, different. uh, feedback channels and feed them back into the business and make them really tangible so that you can actually work on what to do with that feedback. Mm. Um, But I think that's a challenge that lots of businesses, as they scale, um, will come across and it's something that we're tackling at Deputy at the moment. Yeah, awesome. And how often do you reach out to customers? Is this something that you guys do weekly? Is it ad hoc? Is it something that you guys plan out in advance? Look, there's there's actually... Um, numerous ways that you can be talking to customers. So reaching out to them is one, but also inbound. So you may um, have customers that are phoning into your sales team and they're trying to close deals and they'll be able to tell you, this Mm. is the reason that we couldn't close this deal or this is the reason that this was successful and this is what the customer looks like. So you can start to profile your customers and you can start to understand your product market fit. The other thing is um, you'll have support, you may have a support um, channel, whether that be through social or um, inbound calls. And that's another way of collecting customer insights about your product. So there's numerous ways of doing that. And it shouldn't be, I mean, I know it's difficult if you're if you're a small business, but every day you'll be, st- if you're talking to customers, whether it's inbound or outbound, you'll start to understand the themes of um, what you could be doing better. Yeah, amazing. So I guess you touch on an important point of customer experience and everything we've talked about is funneling through to that customer experience. Yeah. Can you tell me why you are so passionate about 
customer experience and any stories that you can recall of you know how you how you guys are going about improving the customer experience at Deputy? Yeah, absolutely. Customer experience for me is really about um, listening to the customer and understanding the problems that they're uh, facing every single day, mm. and relating what you can deliver back to those problems. So from a marketing perspective, for example, it's not about going out there and telling customers about your product and pushing your product, but it's really understanding your customers and saying to them, I I have empathy with what mm. you're telling me and I understand your pain points, your problems, um, the regulation, the comp- like the environment that you're working in, and this is how I'm. I want to work with you to solve those issues, and that is a very different conversation and very different experience for a customer if if you can show empathy rather than just telling them bye bye bye. Yeah. Um, and we've seen a lot of success with that um, in my previous role at Zero when we really turned those conversations around, mm-hmm. and we're starting to implement um, those changes into the way that we work at at Deputy as well. One last thing that I will mention from your LinkedIn profile is that you deliver world-class marketing campaigns. So how can people listening at home, I mean, they might be rolling out their first marketing campaign, they might have had a few campaigns that have failed. How can we give those guys some advice, maybe not world-class, maybe country-class campaigns (laughs) or city-class campaigns? Best in class. Best in class. How can these guys get started today? Look, the the main thing for me, and I um, I evangelise this to anyone who will listen to me, is put yourself um, in the shoes of the customer. Mm. So if you're um, building a new landing page, talk about your product in the way that your customers will understand. If you're um, building out new digital content or um, search um, content, Think about the way that your customers are looking for the solution that your product solves. If you can think in the shoes of a customer, you're going to roll out world-class marketing campaigns Mm -hmm. because it really is a point of differentiation and not many people can can do that well. It doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. No, I thought Zero did that really well with some of their early campaigns. Yeah, absolutely. um, One of the... Uh, values at zero is hashtag human. And what right. that means is you just put yourself in the shoes of your customer um, and you you um, empathise in a really human way in everything that you execute. And what they did really well was um, every single internal zero employee was able to go out and speak to customers and write blogs and, um, you know. Every single employee? Everyone. Because they were passionate. The reason people came to Xero was was because they were, and still are, passionate about solving problems for small businesses and accountants and bookkeepers. And so that passion resonated through the brand because it was the employees that were out there being the advocates for, for their customers. Wow. Yeah, it's a really strong um, yeah. proposition. So, Sophie, we've talked about a lot of the campaigns that you ran at Zero and now Deputy. So going down to a more personal level now, what's in your current business black box? What problems are you trying to solve today? So a couple of the um, big things that I'm working on with my team at the moment 
is really turning around the opportunity to be strategic in our marketing rather than reactive um, to either the industry or what our competitors are doing. So really owning our own strategy. And um, that takes, that's scary because it's not the way that we've done marketing um, necessarily in the past. Um, so it's a big change for, for our team. The second thing um, is we're trying to break into new segments as a business. Right. So we're looking and, and we have started and um, are on the journey of cracking the mid-market and enterprise segments in new geographies. So in the US, um, in Australia, which is where the company's from, mm -hmm. and also in the UK. But right. SMB is our bread and butter so mm. it's a very different strategy for us to be supporting um, these larger businesses. Yeah. So there's quite a journey for us to go on there. So I know that you use a customer-centric approach. So how do you go and talk to these enterprise customers? How yeah. do you get in front of them? Look, we have, um, as I said, we've, we have started on the journey. So yeah. the people that we have on board, um, we've got a couple of big clients in the US where regulation is really um, starting to come into play and that regulation is really forcing innovation, which is awesome. But um, literally had one of my team members go over and go around to each of these customers about five or six of them across the states, yep. sit down with them, understand their business end-to-end, -end, not just how they use our product, right. understand where we fit into it mm -hmm. and the reasons that they've taken out our product and what we can do better. Awesome. Great approach. Yeah. <laughs> it's effective. Yeah. So I wanted to circle back. So you mentioned that you didn't have any formal education around marketing. So how did you learn marketing? I mean, we've got a lot of listeners who have to pair up marketing with all their other tasks, you know, so many things that you have to do in your own business. What is the best way that you found? Uh, look, it is, I, I just don't learn through books. So right. for me, it's about experience, getting in there, making mistakes, failing fast, learning quickly yeah. and pivoting and um, just being curious about if I did this or I changed this, um, how would that impact the way that I'm doing my job at the moment? So it's, I, it's also going and speaking and aligning yourself to some really, really um, awesome marketers. Yeah. And for me, I was lucky enough, as I said, I've done a lot of networking in my time and that's how I got into um, quite established organisations like the Commonwealth Bank and American Express. And, and that's probably where I grew up um, from a marketing perspective right. because they had a lot of process in place. But you don't have to go through um, big organisations to learn marketing. Yeah. You've just got to get your hands dirty and have fun doing it. Yeah, awesome. And you just evolve. Mm. A lot of experimentation, that's uh, some good advice. So in terms of marketing tools, are there any tools that you use every day that make your life easier as a marketer? Yeah, look, my team, I am so lucky that my team love investigating new marketing tech stacks. Mm. Um, some of the products that we're using on a day-to-day -day basis are HubSpot, yeah, you can <laughs> <laughs> Some of the tools that we're using on a day-to-day -day basis are Intercom. Um, we're working closely, obviously, with agencies such as Google. Um, and then we have, uh, in previous jobs, have worked with 
um, Salesforce and Marketo as well for um, distribution of campaigns. Right. And what about tools under $100? So do you have any? Oh, absolutely. The best investment I have made under $100 from a marketing perspective was buying the Strategizer um, value proposition canvas book. Okay. And I have bought this for numerous teams that I've worked in now. But essentially, when you once you've run your customer research, it really helps you distil, distil down um, the way that you can align your product and your brand to uh, the customer pain points and it allows you to create really compelling value propositions. Awesome. We'll put all of these resources in the show notes that you guys can find at metagy.com forward slash podcast. So Sophie, just wanted to thank you so much for coming in today, dropping so much value to the audience. Got a couple more abstract questions before we wrap up. So are you ready to launch? If you could give your 20-year-old self one piece of advice, what would that be? Don't worry about money. Okay. It will come with the jobs. Go for the jobs that you really want to learn in and that will have the best mentor for you. So, Sophie, thank you so much for coming in today and sharing all your knowledge from your marketing career. Before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say and how can people get in touch? No, just thanks so much for having me. It's been lots of fun and I hope it's I hope it's helpful. Yeah, it definitely has been and we're going to put all of your resources in our show notes that you can find at metagy.com forward slash podcast. So once again, Sophie, thanks for coming in. It's been fun. Wonderful. Thank you. And I can be contacted on LinkedIn. Just look for Sophie Pank. Awesome. Thanks again. From Medigy, you've just listened to Forward Thinking. Again, I'm Darren and Medigy hopes we helped you find more insights and tips into your business. To find out more about Medigy and get a listener exclusive three month free trial, visit us at medigy.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, go and check out some more episodes. If you like what you heard, please share a link to another business owner or marketer who you think could get something from this. Also, to help us out, it would be great if you left a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Last, never miss another episode by following or subscribing to us on your favorite podcast player. See you on the next episode.